Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay my respects to the elders both past and present. Hi everyone, I'm Tiny Cook and welcome to Chuffed. Some of you may know me as the girl who married a stranger on TV and now I'm chatting with you all here on my podcast. This is your unfiltered safe space for all things love, career and life. Each week I chat to all different types of cool people with fascinating stories. We unpack relationships, life, the serious and the not so serious, business, beauty and a dash of pop culture. Thanks for joining me, let's get into it. I was so excited to have Jessie on because I feel like people really want to hear from you and want to hear what your maths journey was like. Obviously, you've been posting a lot of shit on (laughs) socials, (laughs) which we will get into, but I would love to hear, Chris, did you apply for maths or you got scouted for maths? Because I always thought you applied. It's, I describe it as a 50-50. Okay, all right. So it all started when my when a whole bunch of friends tagged me on Facebook saying, mm-hmm. Jesse, you should do this. You'd be so good on reality, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so I filled in the application and now here's the bit, right? Mm-hmm. I never press submit. Right. And for the following two or three weeks, I was like, am I going to finish that maths thing off? Mm-hmm. Like whatever. Didn't really think too much about it and then got a phone call from production saying, we love what you've read and we want to take you to the next stage. Yeah. So, but the thing to notice here is I never pressed submit. So they were still reading what I had. Unsubmitted application. The unsubmitted application. Right. Which I think goes to show just how, like, just how deep they search Mm. the potential casting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That they'll even read through unsubmitted applications. Totally. And yeah, called me. We want to take you to the next stage. Do you want to do so? I was like, yeah, all right. And that's how it all began. It, I, I wonder how many people actually apply mm-hmm. versus how many people they invite. Yes. They scout. Yeah. You know, I remember hearing a number a couple of times. It's mm. 25,000 ish yes, people yes. applied. So Wild. I wonder, wonder how much they scout. So were you at the time of applying, were you kind of like, hee hee, this is funny? Or were you like, oh, maybe this is how I meet my wife? What was your kind of headspace? Yeah, I was kind of indifferent to it, you know. I was – because truth be told, this is the second time I've applied for maths Mm. and I have friends that have been on maths before, Booker and Beck from season eight, Shaz and Michelle from Mm -hmm. season four, and they've told me that the audition audition process, the application process, whatever word you want to use, it goes for ages. And I was like, oh, well, I got this far through the first time Mm. I applied – how cool would it be if I like double that or yeah. triple that? What See what, what ended up happening? I got all the freaking way through. I yeah. Was like, so yeah, in the answer to your question, yeah. I was just pretty indifferent about mm. the thing, the process, sorry. And as the weeks and months went on, I was like, I, I think I'm actually going to get on this thing. Yeah, you're like, what the might hell? be happening? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, they eventually called me and said, we found you a partner. We want you to take part in season 10. And do you think... I always think this and I'm st- I'm still unsure about you and Claire in terms of were you guys intentionally put together as a stitch up or was mm. it, you know, was there something there that they really saw working out? It's hard to tell sometimes because I could see mm. definitely reasons why you guys would work but then some mm. reasons why you definitely wouldn't. Yeah. So I always look back on like all the matches. I'm like this is what me and Ollie always say is that it's like four they want to work, four they don't want to work, and four that it's like, mm, whatever. Yeah, mixed I think bag. yours was like, mm, let's just see what happens. Let's throw these two big personalities mm. that have, you know, clash in a lot of ways, maybe have a couple things in common, but let's just see what happens. Mm. 
So a lot of the messages I got were more trying to get clarity on what actually happened with you and Claire because it was very confusing, I guess, for the viewers because what Mm. we saw and how that experience was filming and stuff was very different to them what you guys saw at the end and what people thought was happening with your relationship. People were confused. You you guys had a great wedding day. Like I loved watching when you guys had such a fun vibe. There was such great energy. Yeah, you should have been there. Yeah, it looked great. Like it just seemed like, oh, my God, yeah, cool. This is like a cool couple. And then you see the honeymoon, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what's happened here? Yeah, hell 180, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, let me tell you, and this is all cast members sound like a broken record mm. saying what I'm about to say is so much happened on the wedding day and on the honeymoon that wasn't of, a- the, of on course, TV. Of course, shown. But yeah, back to the wedding day, it was really so damn mm. good. Yeah. So, And that's a question that someone asked me earlier this week. Can you tell us? more about what happened on the wedding day yeah. heaps so much none of the speeches made tv yeah we did a conga line dance everyone got in a conga line we did this so claire's heritage is greek we yeah. did the plate smashing so um, fun. ritual yeah, yeah it was dope I, I sat down with claire's dad and, and he did like the whole interview type thing yeah production. interrogation yeah yeah interrogation yeah, 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 yeah totally yeah. set up by production yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was great me yeah. and claire's dad got along fine yeah so uh, I think the main line that production slash the editing team used mm-hmm. to portray this story was when I said Claire's coming to Perth, right? And I remember speaking that sentence, but they cut the sentence off mm. because it was, do you want to, John asked me, is there any parting words that you have for Claire? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't have any parting words because she's coming to Perth yeah. for Lyndall's birthday party. <laughs> Because Claire had yeah, yeah. told me a couple of days earlier that she'll be in Perth in February mm-hmm. to catch the UFC, yeah. which was happening in Perth at the time, yeah. and uh, and it was Linda's birthday at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was yeah. referring to yeah. when I said that sentence, right? Yeah. But production, go ahead. They put some fancy music mm-hmm. behind it. They get a snippet of me and Claire looking towards each other and yeah. smiling, Endearing. and they make it look <laughs> like – we're still together. Yeah. Like she's moving over to Perth to pursue something. <laughs> pursue yeah. something with yeah. me. Which was not <laughs> no what way. was happening. Because I think God. they. Because oh, I guess, I, I mean, from my memory, I don't think we really unpacked too much of like what actually happened. Like I feel like it was kind of brushed over a little bit. Like I don't, mm. I feel like we discussed more about like, you know, how you felt when the cheating scandal happened. Like, you know, that whole two week period where it's like, everyone thought you were fucking crazy. Mm. And even like, I remember there was like mm. a scene of me sitting, I was like sitting on the couch with an Ollie bat and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I felt so bad when that aired. I was like, cause I knew I was going to come. Right. I was like, great. Oh, right. yeah, and, I, and I remember <laughs> being like, dude, that's rough because I feel like, you know, when I had first met you, you came into the dinner party and you were like, you're by yourself. Like I never met you before. I obviously met Claire before. And then everyone was kind of like, oh, what's going on? She just had this like bad experience with you at honeymoon. Mm. And then you kind of rocked up with your little ponytail and like alternative looking guy. I was like, what is this guy about? And then the whole tumbleweed, whatever of Mm. the events happened. I was like, oh, that's not, not, doesn't look good. Yeah. Because I do see, like, I even had some um, questions being like, you know, well, Jesse had the ick list. Jesse was this, this, this. Like, can you blame Claire for, doing what she did and I think obviously that's not I don't think that's a good way to approach it personally but how do you respond to stuff like that because what when when was that in timeline of maths was that the first week we moved into sky suites the the kiss happened that was that first week yeah first week so no one really knew each other it was very like everyone's getting to know each other was really fresh and then Mm. 
obviously that happened and you knew like you had a kind of deep down feeling that something had happened. Yeah. I mean, a, a group of us went out on the Saturday nights and it was pretty simple. I mean, Claire and Adam were really getting along mm. and they were talking, they were touching, yeah. they were vibing, vibing, <laughs> yeah. laughing. Yeah. And they uh, they snuck off downstairs and that's when the kiss happened. Mm. Um, not that anyone was witness to it, but the entire time Adam was there, like Claire didn't even come up to me and like like check in on me. Um, I think Duncan and Cam were vibing, Sandy and Lyndall were vibing, and I was kind of sitting at the other end of the table, like, man, I am the I am the black sheep of maths, mm. man. I do not fit in anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would have liked to have seen from my partner, like them them checking in, because if yeah. if the opposite was happening, I'd I'd be there for them, mm. right? I just felt sus as you. I just knew something mm. was up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What, yeah, what's and I next? guess. Well, I guess, yeah, then you kind of had that feeling and then there was that commitment ceremony where you were like, you know something happened and they're like, no, not. And then we had the mm. perception that you were just like in your head, you'd maybe been through. Because have you been cheated on before? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My high school girlfriend had a big crush on one of my friends. Oh, right. Had, had to deal with that. My girlfriend out of high school was still like like half in, half out with me and right. someone else. Mm. And then my most recent girlfriend of like this was eight years ago. I've been mm. single for a long time. Um, yeah, kept, like kept me a secret from all the friends and family. So I've had a very rough relationship history. How long were you together with the when um, they kept your secret? Eight, 18 months we were together. Wow. Yeah. So was it you didn't meet the family? Like did those conversations yeah. come up and she was like. Oh, they came up. How because- did she brush that <laughs> off? Um, I, I have no idea how she just exited those conversations and yeah. we started talking about something else. I, I don't know, but yeah, I always made it clear to her that I want to meet her sister and of course, her, yeah. her, her parents and mm. have dinner at the table, like a normal freaking relationship mm. and go out with her and her friends. And it just never eventuated. Um, and did you ever find out why that was the case? Like, was oh, she- I knew why. Yeah. I knew why. And I've done her the honour of like protecting her when it comes to this story sure. enough times mm. now that I'm happy to just kind of say it still respectfully. She was transitioning from a previous relationship into one with me. Sure, okay. And she didn't want me to meet the family and be introduced as the home wrecker, right? Oh, so there was a crossover. There was a crossover, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So listen. And I back her in that. That yeah. makes complete sense. Mm, I would mm. do the same. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it for longer than six months. Yeah. Nine months, one year, 15 months, yeah. 18 months. It was just like. Because like do you really know your partner if you're. God, you know, yeah. You're not yeah. really integrating with their life. Yeah. Right? Like, no, listen, our relationship was just at my house, you know. Uh, yeah. Do you think that that maybe I guess was, uh, we had a lot of questions about your ick list and I want to get into it. Yeah. Do you think your experience dating has, you know, why maybe you have those, you know, your ick list, your standards of what kind of things that you feel like are an essential for a partner? Mm. Yeah, so I think it's like a it's, it's almost like a three-part answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first is everyone has a list of preferences mm-hmm. when it comes to yeah. their dating life. Yeah. And I think – People are very quick to point the finger. Oh, just go to English and not and totally forget that they themselves have preferences. Mm. The second part is, yeah, my dating history absolutely plays a part in 
I hate even calling it the ick list. I didn't even give it that name. Yeah. Production. <laughs> that was the, yeah, yeah. Production gave it that name. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. My dating history does influence that. But, mm. and not exactly the things on the list. Yeah. But it's more, I've been treated so poorly in the past by, yeah. by my partners. Yeah. That I am now not going to accept anything less than what I want. And then the, I think the third part of the, answer is it's just preferences it's Mm. just like do we have similarities here do we have the same hobbies do we have the same interests yeah i don't think i ever once said i hate crystal chicks or i hate power lifters (laughs) the crystals just sends me to the edge like it's so funny that like the the setup of like you explicitly saying you hate crystal whatever the mm. crystal thing is and then you've got Claire like juxtaposition of Claire being like love her crystals and it's yeah. like that's her you know that was what she kind of led with in terms of her interests yeah. I just found that so funny and that particular scene actually they took all these cutouts of me pulling disapproving faces from other parts of the conversation. Classic. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> whenever Claire was opening up and we're getting to know each mm. other on the day, I'm invested. I'm sure. listening. And I don't care that she's into crystals and stuff. So yeah. good for her. Just because I'm not into it doesn't mean I'm writing her off sure. the list. That it doesn't mean I'm now totally disconnected and uninvested in giving this experiment mm. my mm-hmm. fullest. Yeah. You know? So funny because I feel like that was a big thing that people, I guess, were introduced to you, right? It was that mm. the ad of you with your Eclis and it was like, oh, my God, what's this guy? What, what's yeah. he about? And Ollie texts me. He was like, man, that's not yeah. a good – like that does not represent you the way we know you. And, yeah. and at, at the time I text him back, I was like, bro, I think it's actually pretty funny. Like, yeah. And I'm just going to roll with the punches. Yeah, and in hindsight, now I see completely where Ollie was coming from because it absolutely got me off on the bad foot, I, I th- the, the bad foot with the mm. audience yeah. and it wasn't a good representation of me. And there's two things I want to say about this. The first is whether they intended it or not, the way that I was presented to the audience on the show definitely lessened the impact of the cheating when it broke. Totally. Secondly, I think, and we could talk about this for a while, mm. I think they pinned me as the villain from the very get-go. And this is something that I wanted to share with you. Yes, yes, let's, let's talk about that. So early into filming... I learned from production that the runners collect the rushes from the cameras that are filming okay. to go directly each day to the editing studio yep. to start editing, mm-hmm. right? They're that, editing as we film, basically. Yes. They edit. They already start editing the show mm-hmm. while we're still filming. Yep. Why they do this is because there's obviously not enough time in the year. Of course. They have to or else it would be one season You wouldn't get the season. Years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't get it in time. Yeah. But I said to production, I'm like, how can you start editing the show if you don't know what happens at the end yet? Mm. Like mm. you're creating the story as you go, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like Letting that, that brings so many flaws to this storytelling system that they reckon they got. And I thought that was so strange. So when I'm watching the show back six months later, I'm like, they pinned me as the villain from the get-go mm. because they're sending the rushes to the editing room and they've already chosen me. Key bits. Key bits and mm. they're like, ah, oh, we won't show this horrible thing that Claire said to Jesse mm. because we've we've interviewed Jesse throughout this whole process. He said some pretty outlandish things. Mm. Look at his hair. Look at the tattoos. He's very villainous image. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put their money on the wrong horse, man, because <laughs> there were villains 
served up to them on a silver platter that they yeah. didn't even they didn't even smell the aromas of, you know. I I always find that interesting too because yeah, it definitely is they have some sort of um, rough storyline when they cast you and when they meet you. I think they definitely, like we said, they put people in a box of what they think is going to work, what mm. they don't think is going to work, whatever, and then key things happen within the storyline that then make up what you then see. And I think that's when we we constantly like a lot of cast members speaking up now, just even just that disclosure of this show is for entertainment purposes, things have been edited to mm. enhance a storyline just would mean so much because, you know, what you do see is, you know, a fraction of what happens, yes, but it's also put together in a way that makes entertainment for you guys to watch because, I mean, I would probably want to watch 24-7 footage of everything that went down, but not everyone wants to see that. So you're yeah. getting like the real tight cut down bits yeah. and then that has to make sense because there's not enough time in an hour episode four nights a week to pull together all the stuff that that happened like it's just not yeah. going to happen so many things were just cut because it's like not really relevant didn't really have a big impact but the whole cheating scandal was a big part of the storyline and because it happened so early on that was a real big like oh i don't think they expected that at all mm. yeah um, no god no they, they didn't like, no way yeah they they had claire pinned as their angel yeah <laughs> and I think, you know what, I think they probably would have, when they found out about that, they were like, shit, what are we going to do? We need to change up, I guess, what the plan they had yeah. for the storyline. I more want to, I more want to expose a lot of productions, crafty, pulling the strings sure. behind the scenes, mm. as opposed to outing Claire as a bad person. Yeah, I feel like we just want to disclaim yeah. that to yeah. your listening audience yeah. here. I have more of a vendetta against production than I do any of the cast members. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay, man, here we go. Give so us some goss. We wake up the next day after the wedding. Yeah. And I don't hold this against any cast member. Mm -hmm. So- Throughout filming, when you got a camera in your face, you are always going to put your best foot forward. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, some people put their best foot forward and are as close to their authentic self mm -hmm. as they can, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone tries to do that, right? Yeah. Some are more closer to that authentic self than other people. Yeah. And that was so that was tough for me to witness in a lot of cast members how mm. different they were I on know, camera dude. and off camera. Yeah. So that shits me, but I also empathize that we're under the pressure of the camera. Yeah. Right? You want to put your best foot forward. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. whole world is freaking watching you. So that was hard to come to terms with when also trying to get to know someone. Sure. Because not only are you getting to know someone for who they are, yeah. but now you also got to deal with this level, uh, th th this layer to that person that appears when the cameras are rolling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, it's kind of, it's almost like two different people. Sure. So I'm coming to terms with that over the first couple of days. And I'm also coming to terms with living mm. in this maths bubble where yeah. you have a camera on you so for so many hours of yeah. the day. Not only are you trying to learn about someone, mm -hmm. you're also adjusting to life on camera. Yeah. Right? This is such a. It's weird. It's weird. Mm. And it's. I'm a broken record saying this. We all are. It's a pressure cooker environment. Yes, it is. And an audience will see, oh, they're just supposed to be in a relationship. The camera's like, just there. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Side note, when any one scene is being filmed, it's not just two 
of cast members and mm. the one cameraman no. or the one camera by itself. Yeah. It's on a five tripod. people. Yeah. Yeah. There's five people in any one scene. There's the two cast members mm-hmm. or the one, the cameraman, the producer, yep. and the sound guy. Yeah. It's always five people. Because mm. when you, you really kind of get eased into it from the wedding day and then the honeymoon. So we – because we went – obviously we went overseas and we had to like travel separately. We I felt like personally we did get a lot of off-camera time on the honeymoon and that's when I was able to get to know Ollie like off camera. So I agree Mm. with what you said about the best version of someone on, you know, when the camera's on, when the producers are there. But then I feel like we were lucky because we had a lot of transit time. We had like, we sat next to each other on the plane. We could just like chat and no one was watching and we didn't have to have that kind of like conflict. But then again, in your experience, you had like a big argument during that time. Yeah, I just, I think Claire and I early on realized that we're not each other's romantic people. Yeah. I think outside of the experiment, Claire and I could probably be good friends. Sure. I think Claire and I, if we were to meet on a night out, may have had that dynamic of like a one night hookup type thing. Sure. But we can both agree we're not long-term partners partners for each other. Yeah. Uh, And that's fine. Um, However, we're supposed to stay in this experiment Mm. for uh, three three months. months. Yeah. Um, How's that going to work? Yeah. So I'm – Throughout honeymoon, I'm looking for areas. How can I compromise? Where can I enable a, a more flowing relationship with mm-hmm. this with this person? Like, let's put romance to the side yeah. and try to build a, a foundation mm-hmm. of friendship. Get to the flirtation a bit later, yeah. perhaps. Struggling to make that happen, and production does not want you to move that slowly. No, production want the drama. Yeah, and I remember mm. probably day three of the honeymoon Mm -hmm. and everyone, the cameraman, the sound guy, we're all aware that there's not really much happening with me and Claire romantically. So production start pulling their strings. And I remember getting asked or being influenced and encouraged. Mm -hmm. uh, What did she say? So Jesse, like are things really progressing with you and Claire? I'm like, not really. Yeah. Um, Well, what are you going to do about it? Why is it not progressing? Sure. So you start answering those questions to the camera, to the production Mm -hmm. and then yourself and it's, it's like, well, Jesse, you're, you're in a condensed time frame here. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Are you going to bring this up with Claire? And I'm, I'm like, I think they're trying to get a fight out of us. I, I hadn't seen Claire that morning for a couple of hours and they set her up in this position and I went and sat down next to her. And I remember opening up and saying, yeah. listen, like there's not like too much romantically happening here. Yeah. Like, what can we do about it? Yeah. Boom blew up and funnily enough she actually i was like why are you getting so agitated here like can't we just have a normal conversation but like it's okay to talk about we're not feeling romantic Mm. yeah it's okay what's wrong about that yeah yeah, yeah. and (laughs) so the key bit is i said why are you getting so angry She's like, I'm not getting angry. You're gaslighting me. (laughs) I I actually can't hear the word gaslight ever again. It's it's it sucks because I think with the overuse of the word gaslight, it really dulls down what it does feel to be gaslit and what yeah. that actual experience is like because it's kind of thrown around as a little, you're a gaslighter. Same with narcissists, like it's thrown around. Yeah. And it, it really, like it really bothers me personally. Yeah. How fu- how ironic yeah. she labels me that when I'm trying to have an honest conversation. And, and bring then up look, what look producers what told you to bring up. Yeah. And do follow instructions <laughs> of what from production. Told, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. It's hard. Like I personally had a good experience with production. Like they didn't really mess with me. Like mm. I had – Quite, I loved my producers. I had a positive experience. So 
I think when it came to outside the show hearing like, you know, from other cast members that had a bad time, I think for me it was like, okay, I can recognize I had a great time with production. They were I love, I had no, I literally have no complaints except for maybe the couple swap. That was the only time I really felt like this was fucked up. Mm. But other than that, I really loved production. Like I think I had a great relationship with them. I had no issues in that instance. However, I won't sit here and be like, I know they don't fuck with people, you know, mm, where it's yeah. like they do. Like that. that's their job, right? They're to get the storyline there to kind of weave through, you know, what the drama people want to see. And there's part of me that appreciates that because it's like, yeah, okay, like that's what, you know, if you watch maps back, it makes sense. Everything mm. makes sense when you versus when you experience it, when you see it on TV. So I think yeah. it's always interesting hearing from you guys that didn't have the best time and when you were kind of, you know, guided to have a conversation or guided to say things because I just didn't have that didn't have that experience. Yeah. Something else you said before was mm. the Australian audience sees such a small amount. Yeah. I say this to people. Yeah. They're seeing one percent yeah i honestly not five it's one. so little yeah. so little you guys are seeing like it's and it sounds like we're literally broken record saying that yeah. but that's why when it's i get so upset when people their commentary you know is with Alyssa, it was with like these uh, when, when i'm doing these conversations is that they're like move on or like why are you bringing it up now it's like we're bringing it up now because it's still airing in other countries. Some people are just seeing our, our journey. Yeah. And also it only just finished airing like however many months ago and we are constantly every single day being yeah. asked these questions in our yeah. DMs and everything. It's yep. like people want to know, right? And it feels like so they've seen 1%, mm. right, edited and cut up. It feels like we've got a backlog of the remaining 99% yep. that we need to get out. Correct. Right? Yeah. It's just like. And it comes out in word vomit. Something that Alyssa, I really liked, Alyssa said on your podcast was that we it takes so long for us to process Mm. what the hell we went through. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's might sound unbelievable, but that that could be like I'm still processing now. Yeah, and it's been over a year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And things just, I think the thing that's hard is that like, even when I try to actively block out like certain cast members or like certain drama, I can't get away from it. It's constantly my DMs. It's constantly my newsfeed. Mm. It's constantly my comments. Yeah. And it's like, how am I meant to move on and like process things like any normal person will, like would, mm. like say if you're going through a breakup, you're going yeah. through a friend breakup, you're going through a traumatic fucking experience there should be no time limit given to you when you want to work through that or move on. You don't sit there and tell your girlfriend that broke up with someone six months ago, mind you, like we haven't even finished it. Mm. Like honestly to move on, like, what do you mean? And then you've got the whole added layer of the world having an opinion on everything you do. And it's like, literally, how can you tell me to move on from something that was extremely traumatic for me? Yeah. And then give me a timeline that, oh, okay, yeah, it's been a couple months, shut up. That's it. We don't want to hear from yeah, you. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, that Get was over my it. experience. You asked for it. Yeah, you asked for you it. You knew signed about up for this. it. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I want to just go back to things that you thought you signed up for? Like going back to going oh, on maps. Great what question. Did, what did you, what surprised you about what we knew? What we signed up for? Yes. But the thing that surprised you the most. I remember going into maths thinking this is going to be the time of my life. Three months away from Perth in a new city. <laughs> I'm going to make all these friends. Yeah. I get to see what life on TV is going to be yeah. like. It's going to be so once in a lifetime. Yeah. And it was once in a lifetime, yeah. but it was by no means fun. Yeah. God. I 
what I dislike the most is waking up each day not knowing what we're doing. Yeah. You know? I hated like, it. Oh, my. That, uh, you wake up with anxiety yeah. every day. What are they going to do today? Yeah. yeah. I also didn't like waking up with a boom mic over top of your head <laughs> and a camera already filming. That was a very hard adjustment. Yeah. And less less production, more um, your relationship. Listen, I haven't slept next to someone in bed for more than one or two nights in a row sure. in, in se- at the time seven years. Wow. So now I'm sleeping next to someone every single night and my sleeping pattern just goes really out of whack. Yeah. And I'm sure most viewers can empathize with that when mm. you've – when you're used to sleeping alone and then you got someone in your bed, it's yes. an adjustment you got to make. Sure. <sighs> yeah. And on top of the cameras, on top of getting to know my partner, yeah. I, like, ugh. Yeah, I think you do know you sign up for some level of, um, you know, of the filming, the whole process. But I think, yeah, of you don't work. really – Of working, right? Yeah. Yes, us going on maths is us, but I think part of it is then obviously constructed to fit a narrative of what they want for the show. And I think yeah. that's, um, you know, it's hard sometimes when I think I can sit here and be like happy with how I looked because I feel like my edit was just, it was fine. It was good. I didn't have any kind of big issues that I was uncomfortable with showing. And I think I can really empathize with, you know, people that weren't as happy with how they were portrayed because yeah, that sucks. You have no control, mm. right? You have no control. And then you're being criticized for that 1% of what mm. you saw and then that's you know one percent of your who you are as a person and i mm. think yeah it's hard yeah. um it's hard when you don't necessarily agree with everything and not that you that you do sign up for that obviously you sign up for whatever they're going to put out there but yeah it's hard when you then have to face um so much criticism oh, yeah, and, so much um, backlash yeah yeah and it's like uh, it was interesting because for me I didn't really face much backlash or any criticism and it was only really till after I did Alyssa's episode that's when I was oh. really yeah that's when I really copped a lot obviously it, it aligned with Alyssa I was more kind of my um you know support for her that's what I was really copying it wasn't necessarily too much at me but it was still like it was just felt like such an injustice to me that I think she couldn't just talk about what she went through without people being judging her because of mm. they, how they saw her on TV and they're not even going to listen to her side of events. Yeah. Like that's hard, you know, and I think I feel it makes me feel really bad for her because I'm like, man, like how would it be if that was me? Yeah. And then if no one helped give me a voice or no one wanted to give me yeah. a chance to say something because, yeah, yeah it's rough. Like mm. that is not not right. Yeah, I still get questions about Alyssa and Harrison and various other villains. Yeah. Um, I, I got a question about Alyssa the other day. Like, yeah. is, is still, is she really that crazy? Me, yeah. me, me. Right. It's like no one's really ever as bad as they probably were perceived. Yeah, That's dude, I mean. like, that's I, a great point. No one's as great as they were made yes, out to be and no, no one's, one's anywhere bad. near as bad. Like that, that's the thing. It's like I will never sit here and advocate for people to hate on any of the cast members. Even though I didn't get along with, you know, a few of them, I won't sit there and be like, they deserve it. All right, let's do some listener questions. Cool. Okay, this was a, this was a good one. What was the biggest takeaway from you being on maths? Um, I don't know much in the form of like a lesson that I've learned. Mm-hmm. I think I learned a lot of bad lessons, like harsh lessons uh, about yeah. life is yeah. what I learned. Yeah. But a great takeaway, it's not necessarily a takeaway, it's more like an experience. Like it put me in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. It put me in a position where people out in public 
uh, just lose their minds when mm. I walk past yeah. in Woolworths, in Bunnings, so in weird. Spotlight. Yeah. You know, the people are so shocked to yeah. see you and they love to see you and they love to stop and get a photo. Yeah. And I've absolutely adored giving time and validation to people who want to have a quick chat with sure. me. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So is that, is that a takeaway? Does that answer the question? Um, like I guess. Yeah, so did I you took- feel like you learned anything about what you are in a relationship that's maybe going to help you now? Because I actually wanted to yeah, ask. Yeah, I learned, I, I learned that I'm, despite what you may believe and what the show portrayed of me, I was – on the show, giving it a good crack, mm. a legit crack. Yeah. So I think what I learned about myself in answer to the question is when the right person comes along, I know I'm going to be a great partner. Yeah. Do you think maths has helped or made your now dating whatever, like you in the dating world now, harder? Or <sighs> I think it's, it's elevated my status and I have sure. more, uh, uh, respectfully, I have more options. Um, I think for the most part, when it comes to mm. dating, like <sighs> compare having seen someone on a reality TV show mm. versus Tinder, yeah. right? They've seen an example of who I am, yeah. my body language, my essence of mm-hmm. a human being. Yeah. They've already got a great idea of probably what I'm going to be like in person. Sure. Um, so that's helped. Yeah. Am I in a position to want to like <sighs> – don't mean to offend anyone, mm. but like because I've had a lot of attention mm. from the opposite sex, I feel like a kid in a candy store and yeah. I just want to taste, I want to try every single lolly. Right. And when you have such an influx coming towards you, yeah, it's it's hard to want to just pick one sure. and stick with that. It's like, well, I, I don't know. I think I yeah. kind of want to ride this wave out a bit longer. Sure. Some people might not, not like hearing that. But that's my experience. That's me. Yeah, because I was like so like shocked at like some of the messages you got, like your thirsty Thursdays. Mm. Like just some of the stuff like people were sending in. I was like, fuck, do people actually set? Because mm. my DMs would be very different to your DMs. Mm. But I was like, fuck, is that how like direct some people are? It's just weird because I was like, it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a well, lot. I mean, we could speculate on perhaps why some of these girls send such forward messages. Yeah. I think uh, – a lot of them are from women from another country or another state. Sure. Okay. Which absolutely, if you're not living in the same city as the person you're messaging, yeah. probably gives you a, an extra boost of confidence yeah. to say something more outrageous, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. I think another reason, and this kind of ties in to something else I wanted to say, mm. it, it has been a little bit of a shame because a lot of these messages are from women who have partners already, whether that be a, a boyfriend or a husband <gasps> with with. And they've got kids and it's on together. Their Instagram, yeah. And mate, the the picture, their display picture is with their husband, <gasps> and the message is like, "Come, you know, <laughs> get that's. <laughs> Can so... I have a piece of that? I'm like, yeah, eh, uh, not going to respond to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave that on red. Okay. One one thing I do want to finish off with is uh, I just want to put put a bit more emphasis on the point of it, it has been a little bit of a shame because mm. it makes me wonder, like, geez. What happens if, what if I that was you? fall in love with someone? Mm. I really care and invest a lot of my life and heart into someone. And then and, they're and, messaging and, someone. And they're that messaging was on some other yeah. TV celebrity. Yeah. You know how diminishing that would make any other man feel? Yeah. God. This one is a lot. I don't know if you'll want to answer this one, but okay. I felt like I did have a couple of these come through. Delve deeper into his thinking on single moms. 
felt rude. Hit a sore spot as I'm a single mum. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up because I find the approach to dating when it comes to single mums versus single dads very different. And I will cite the example of Harrison at the final dinner party. Do you remember the comment Harrison said about Alyssa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So for those that don't know what I'm referring to, the comment was, I don't think this is like verbatim, but it was in regards to Duncan. It was like, Duncan, why would you settle for a 35-year-old single mum than 20-year-olds in your DMs? It was something along those lines. And I think it was even more shocking coming from Harrison, obviously being a single dad at the time. And I think the way the general public or how, you know, it's viewed against single mums that their child is like a burden versus, you know, men can kind of just do whatever they want. They're just dating. Mm. It's, and like them having a child is not going to be any deterrent to any anyone. But for being a single mum, it's kind of looked down. I don't know. I think there's a lot of insecurity single mums have mm. when it comes to dating. So if you want yeah. to clarify, because I know you did, you try, you kind of clarified what you meant by that. But I think just so people know what you meant by that, because I think people were really fucking offended oh. by that, um, by yeah, the single okay. mom comment. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no problem talking more into that. It's really a massive responsibility for you to not only take on the love and care of your female counterpart Mm -hmm. but a child as well that's a massive responsibility Mm -hmm. you know so i ask myself a question am i in a position to to want to take on that responsibility and the answer is no yeah and that's not because any single mum out there is any less great of a human being it's purely me and and where i'm at and asking yourself or asking the question, what what's the best? <sighs> Just trying to find the right words yeah, here. Of if I'm going to invest time into someone's life, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> now I'm feeling the pressure. No, <laughs> the pressure's on. I think because mm. it's it's hard because I understand what you mean by taking the responsibility of someone else's child. And I think that's obviously you need to consider that if you're going to date someone that, you know, has a child, they have another big responsibility in their life. That will be a very big part of their life. And I think, yeah, I I think, yeah, part of it is where you're at in life. Like I probably, probably would date someone with a child just because I, I, I don't think that would really bother me. I guess it depends on the age of the child and what role I would play. And I guess what my responsibility would be in that situation. But then, yeah, part of me would be like, oh shit, like that's a big, you know, you've got to then be a part of the development of a, a child and making sure they you know are, are yeah. learning the right things in life and uh yeah it's 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 a, it's definitely like a big thing for sure yeah and what i was trying to find the words for just earlier was th- the child is going to then form a connection with you mm. and it's like this is the sentence i was trying to word what is the best case scenario for all parties involved yeah right and i would hate to develop a bond with a young person and then exit their life. Yeah. And that, because I've experienced that before in my own life right. when my mum had partners right. when I was younger and okay. men, men came into my life and then and then left after, you know, 12 months. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So your mum was a single mum? Yeah. Yeah, wow. And it also happened more recently as an adult. Hmm. Um, I think a, a great starting example to give right now is when – you're in high school, you're friends mm-hmm. with all your high school mates. And then sure. after high school, you quite quickly, you know, go to university yeah. or get a trade and you spend less time yeah. with your 
high school mates, sure. right? Much the same. I was working mm-hmm. a job and I had a friend and I became very close with her kids. And then right. when I left that job, I obviously spent less time with that friend and yeah. therefore her kids. And um, yeah, through that example, I was able mm-hmm. to see, even as a friend, my absence in young people's lives. Yeah. And I didn't like how the way of life put us on different paths sure. naturally. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, I guess me yeah. exiting the lives of, of kids. So I've, yeah. seen, I've seen that effect. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. So tying it all back, yeah. this was a very long-winded answer. I know. <laughs> That's where it comes from. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to get involved long-term with Do you think someone. that will always be like, do you think maybe in a couple of years you would change your – because how are you now? You're 31. 31. So maybe if you're like 35, do you think that would still bother you as much as now? No, I, I think you'd be silly not to. Yeah. Yeah. You said you used the word bother. And I, I think I just want to emphasize that it's it's not a bother. Yeah. It's doing the right thing by mm. everyone involved. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on this as a bit of a topic change. What do you think about the divide between the girls slash boys? Depends on who it is. Because oh. this was like, I don't think they knew Are we who talking it was. red carpet? Fiasco? Well, yeah, just ev- yeah, everything. Because I think <laughs> um, not many boys have really have entered the chat with that. Well, to be honest, I don't really, I'm not really too much across the yeah. divide within. The girls. Yeah. Uh, I think being in Perth, I'm quite like, removed from yeah, yeah. Sure. A, a lot of the inner workings of the group. Yeah. And I've only heard kind of whispers here and there about who might not be getting along. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Is that whatever? What, what, what more can I say? Yeah, like, okay. That's fine answer. Okay. Well, this is one, I guess this is again going back to Iglis. Do you have any current icks in women or have you let your list go? Um, yeah. I, I have absolutely not gotten rid of my list. Oh, okay. No. What do you have? Like, Just that the, the person who asked that question and we hearken back to what we said yeah. earlier, everyone has a mm. list of preferences. As a result of having gone on maths, I don't uh, like it's not like my list of preferences in dating has just disappeared. Do I haven't grown to this level where I don't have a standard that I hold myself up to and yeah. other people up to. Yeah. I'm not just going to date anyone. So absolutely Fair, not. Yeah. I absolutely still have a list. Yes. Yeah, so I you, hate that it's in that. I know. Because I think, because it's hard when you, you obviously apply for maths and they ask you what you want. I found it was easier to write what I didn't want. Yeah. Because um, it's yeah. easier to, yeah. It's Actually, easier. let's talk about that just very quickly. Yeah. Production would have asked every cast member, what do you want and what don't you want? Sure. I was just that one cast member that they showed the list. The whole. The eclipse. The list. <laughs> the eclipse. Uh, um, I want to ask, would you do an OnlyFans? Uh, I think I feel like- the more time goes on, the more I consider it. <laughs> <laughs> I find it funny that people then associate mass people with that straight away. That's like the brush that you're painted with going on mm, the show and yeah. that's what people assume you're going to do. It's like, yep, yeah, they're going to do OnlyFans, they're going to do this, this, this. So I always find it. Um, yeah. It's funny, but but the we were having this conversation. I feel like you were an artist, like you were a musician and you were in a band, like you were mm. like rock star vibes. And I feel like that is your persona, like your rock star persona. Do you think that that's a thing? No, it's absolutely a thing. It's it's not a thing. It's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Some more context. I was the front man of a heavy metal band for six years. Yeah. We. How old were you during that time period? I was very young. Oh, we didn't feel young in the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, we started the band when we were 16. 
and we were a band for six years until we were 22. We toured Australia a few times. Yeah, well. We released a few CDs. Back then it was still CDs. Yeah. Spotify hadn't even been created, mm-hmm. announced. Uh, yeah, we had a solid fan base here in Perth. We had a growing fan base around Australia and it things were awesome. It yeah. was, yeah. So being the front man, I'm the leader of the band. I'm yeah. screaming into a microphone. Yeah. I am extremely influenced by heavy music my yeah. whole life. I've been listening to it since I was tw- 11, 12 years old. That's the culture. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's a culture mm. to, to, to go against the grain, be an individual, mm-hmm. to stand up against, I don't know, I guess the Whatever. injustices yeah. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like being told that I have a persona. Uh, that's who I am. Mm. I Heavy music and the values of behind heavy music, yeah. the principles are intrinsic to who I am as a person. Yeah, no, I think that's what we, yeah, when we've spoken, we, we've always felt like you've had that rock starry energy vibe and I think that's you, mm. right? Like that's what you've done for X amount of years and that's what you, yeah, that's who you are as a person. So I don't think it's necessarily a persona. I think that that is, just, like you said, that's that's you. Um, this, is a, a, this is an interesting question. Do you think... Obviously, you have like the Thirsty Thursday. Do you think you would ever date someone from the Thirsty Thursdays or someone that was to slide to your, in your DMs with something, you know, a bit sexual or pretty forward? Mm. Do you think you would ever end up dating someone uh, from that? Like, no, is that a nah. way? I wouldn't. I don't think really? I would. Really? Okay. Wouldn't, I wouldn't date someone who sent me a full Thirsty, mm. like like one of those hectic ones that yeah. we've seen. Yeah, right. But I've dated girls who have sent me. Have slid in your DMs. Yeah. Really? Yeah, plenty. Yeah, wow. Yeah, hold on. Like. Let's just separate. Like gone on dates, like gone on dates with people from like that's in your DMs. That I've seen my DMs, yeah. yeah. And people sliding into my DMs aren't necessarily sending me those hectic, thirsty sure. messages. Yeah. There are some girls who will just send me a, a, a very friendly and slightly flirtatious message yeah. putting forth their interest in wanting to mm. go on a date. Yeah, right, right. And those are the girls who I will take up yeah. the, the offer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I've had some awesome night, awesome, awesome dates yeah. f- from that. Yeah. yeah, right. Looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? Great um, question. Would have done differently. Jeez. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, thi- there's things I look back on and I wish it didn't happen, mm-hmm. but I- – <sighs> You don't, you don't have the hindsight in the moment. Yeah. You're always figuring it out in real time as yeah. it's happening. Yeah, sure. You don't have the luxury of looking back in the moment. Yeah, and, of course. And d- was there ever a moment where I said something and, and thought, oh, I shouldn't have done that? Mm. I don't think so. Really? I feel like Well, maybe- I mean, it was uh, – I wish I would have done things that helped me more. Sure. I wish I would have perhaps broken the rules a bit more, gone and hung out with yeah, Josh when he asked I, me to hang out. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like yeah. I followed all the rules and I don't think it really got me anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Nah. I, I wish well, I, after the fact, I guess. I wish perhaps I stood up for myself a bit more. Mm. Yeah, I just – I feel like I, I definitely as, – as, as much of a character as I mm. was yeah. – for the audiences, there's so much more character in me that was not even shown because I was just so suppressed, so in my – put down in my shell. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway. What? Domenica on Ollie's last podcast said, they can't edit something to be what it wasn't. 
Mm, I'm gonna disagree with that. I'm gonna disagree 100 percent with that. Like Obviously, abs- that is one of the dumbest things I have heard. <laughs> they can't things- edit something to be what it wasn't. No, they absolutely a- can-, can edit something yeah. to be what it wasn't. Yeah, and, and coming I'm a dis- from a former cast member, yeah, I'm gonna disagree with that strongly because there was stuff that I literally witnessed. And it did not happen the way it did. So, yes, you can't edit what was said out of people's mouths, which in some instances you can if it's Frankenbiting and all of that, but absolutely you can. Um, I think for my – I'll use an example of myself as someone who did get a good edit. In the Final Vows, they had my sit-down where you talk about, are they going to be together? It's like the whole are they going to stay? say yes to the Final Vows, which would mean Ollie they're really fucking clutching at straws of what they're going to do. But anyways – so there was a conversation and we were talking about past dating. It was like hours long, like Voxy. I was ch- talking to my producer and it was I'm um, talking about past relationships and they combined two different like partners I'd had, two different stories about one partner that cheated on me and one that didn't and they made it seem like one person. Oh. So it made it seem like I was talking about one person that was in a long-distance relationship that cheated on me and that was not what I had said and that right. was not the conversation and it made it seem like I was talking about my partner that I had, mm. a, I have a lot of respect for, cheated on me when he didn't. Mm. So that was like, again, not to that detrimental, but it's still like, hang on a second. That did I didn't say that the way it did. I've obviously said in my um, podcast with Alyssa the the arguments I saw with them, how things were edited when she ran out of her panic attack. I ran after her. That wasn't shown. Mm. It was only shown that Duncan ran after her, and he was the only one that cared about her. Not what happened. Um, so absolutely, mm. it's it's more so what's edited out. That mm. is a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Mm. Well, yeah, disagree with that one. Okay. Are you sick of talking about maths? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> like it's such a big part of my life. Yeah. When someone asks me a question, that is akin to them being interested in me yeah. and wanting to hear me talk and yeah. share my experience with them. So I love talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Realities of being open and natural in front of multiple cameras. Not easy. I think <laughs> it's not I think, easy. And I kind of touched on that earlier, mm. where I think uh, we always are putting our best foot forward when yep. the cameras are rolling, mm-hmm. and there are some people who can put their best foot forward and be as close to their authentic self as they can, yep. and others who are many, many steps away. Sure. And you can see the divide. You yes. Can, sorry, not the divide. The gap. Yes. And you begin to think of those people as being fake. Yeah. Correct. Why do people go on maths? Are they all genuinely looking for the one? Mm. I think this is a big fallacy in people's thinking that there's only one reason why any of us go on the show. And whether that one reason is different, Mm -hmm. the core of what I'm saying here is people think there's only one reason. There's yeah. heaps of reasons of why reasons. we why we want to And the criticism do to this. to be like, what do you think if you're gonna go on TV? Like I just don't understand why people would then hate for then people to then go on and, you know, have a podcast or go on and do something mm. after the fact. It's almost like you're yeah, well you just did that to do that. It's like no, do you want us to just fade into the abyss and not do anything with our lives mm. having an experience that we did? It's just it's an interesting I find that topic so interesting because it's like no matter what you do, you're gonna be criticized. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, we're not really looking for love. And it's like, okay. Mm, sure. Yeah. No, I think that's something that's a lot more prominent in Australian culture, the tall poppy syndrome. hundred mm, percent. There's yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Who's in charge? The producers or the experts? 
guys is the producers. Oh, yeah. No, I think the experts are guided by what the producers, you know, what the yeah. producers have, you know, have in store for this show. Yeah. I think the experts can only do so much um, for us with what the information they're being given. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't really know we how that dynamic works. Yeah, we all know they're wearing in e- oh, yeah, earpieces. Yeah. We all know the experts aren't asking those questions because they themselves are genuinely interested or they themselves mm. genuinely want to know the answer to that. Mm. They're being told to ask that question. Yeah. What's going with the kind of storyline or that thing for the yeah, week? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Listen, here's something. The experts are there to add a layer of legitimacy to mm. the experiment, mm-hmm. right? They're there to reduce the stupidity the ludicrousness of, of this experiment sh- the show. and give this aura of, yeah, of legitimacy to it. Yeah. They're there as a filter for just the nonsense. Yeah, the and, chaos of it all. Yeah. I think they, yeah, they kind of do their best with what their role is within within maths and what maths does. But I think, yeah, it's in terms of like the whole therapy side or whatever, it's not really what you would get if you were to go to like a therapist or like an expert or whatever mm. in the outside world. It's a different, it's it's kind of different. Obviously they do their thing and I think with their clients and their stuff, it's probably different, but with maths as a show, it's, yeah, it's not as. What you see on TV, maths with those commitments, everybody is not how therapy works. Mm. Yeah, absolutely Yeah, that's not, not yeah, that's yeah. not how it works. No. Okay. You and Claire seemed so right for one another. Was that production, acting, or just simply caring? <laughs> oh, well, I absolutely was not acting. Oh, not from my behalf. I think this question is reflective of many audiences. Mm-hmm. And let me say that one scene that goes for four seconds of Claire and I hugging each other yeah. does not represent the remaining. 23 hours and 59 minutes of the day. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. There's a lot of and stuff there. It's, it's very easy for, for the editing team to cut over to Jesse and Claire. Let's see how they're going. Yeah. And give us 10 seconds of airtime of us smiling and laughing. Mm. No, like that doesn't yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're this. Yeah, if you paint the bigger picture of it, yeah. it's just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Anyway, who would you have coupled everyone up with knowing everyone's personalities. Oh, that's a good one. I think Claire would have genuinely been a good match for, for Adam. I'm not being yeah. petty there. I genuinely think that would have been a good match. But who else? I think Dan. I don't know. Dan, Dan and Sandy were a bad match. They were a bad match, yeah. Uh, and I've hung out with Dan in the Gold Coast and seen the demographic of uh, friends that he has. He would definitely be more suited to someone like Bronte or Melinda. Yeah, right. Um, who else we got? Me. Who would who would I've been a better match with? Honestly, I think me and Alyssa. Okay, but she has a child, mate. So you're out here saying nut to the children. Yeah, um, but it's like I'm talking like personality wise. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's see. another one of these questions. Who was your biggest supporter on the show? Definitely Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa's yeah. always been like a real supporter of everyone. Like she'll be that person that will kind of stick up if you don't have a voice or if yeah. you kind of, she was always, yeah, always that person. I think me and Taylor would have been all right as well. Oh, t- that would have been so funny. So funny. We would have been good. Did you have eyes for anyone else during filming? 
Did you? Nah. Yeah. Like that part of me through- switched off. Totally switched yeah. off. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't have really liked anyone else on the show. I mean, I objectively could look at the brides and and objectively say you're attractive, attractive. Yeah, yeah, but of course. my thought process ne- never went further than that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I didn't want to uh, allow that to even be a, develop. Be a, yeah, 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 of course. And potentially find myself in um a, a scenario like hot that. water. Yeah. But it wouldn't have anyway because it just naturally just shut off. Yeah. You know. Do you think for one moment that you can forgive Claire for cheating? Well, I can mean I can forgive her up until the point of, yeah, like whatever. It didn't work out. It's a shame yeah. you did that. That really yeah. hurt me. Yeah, I didn't deserve that. Yeah, it's what's that saying? Like you won't have people come and eat at your table. Oh yeah, but you still want them to be able to eat. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So go on with your life. Yeah, do, of do well. Yeah. Who from Maths have you slept with? Fucking what a question. Janelle, Alyssa, <laughs> Bronte, and of course Lindor. <laughs> nah. I haven't, I, haven't slept, I haven't slept with anyone yeah. from maths. The only thing that happened was a little kiss between me and Janelle. Yeah. And I mean and by little kiss, I literally mean little peg. On the lips. <laughs> no no tongue. <laughs> no tongue. Alright, let's do chuffed or not chuffed. Chuffed or not chuffed? Crystals. Oh, nah, not chuffed. Not chuffed. Nah. Dog. Good for you, but like, it's <laughs> just like, not nah. for me. Chuffed or not chuffed? Being a celebrant. Very chuffed. Very chuffed? Very chuffed. Do you wear those glasses to your weddings? Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Thank you. <laughs> Did you always, because I remember you said you got into celebrancy because you saw no one doing kind of cool, like the cool quirky stuff that you were doing. So you mm. feel like that. Do you think that's like being, like you know that that's your purpose in life? Oh, do I, I don't know. I don't know about it being my purpose mm. in life. I think perhaps there might even be something bigger for me out there. Yeah. For the moment, it's my purpose. And, and I'm very chuffed. And I'm very chuffed. <laughs> this is this is a funny one. Chuffed or not chuffed? People being too loud at airports. People being too loud in general in public and being very <laughs> inconsiderate of others around you You're is like absolutely not chuffed. Not chuffed. <laughs> I am, that is just so funny. More conscientious. Um, (laughs) Chuffed or not chuffed, life post-show? Mostly chuffed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes in waves of being chuffed and not chuffed. Yeah. Overall, like, so chuffed, right? Yeah. The last one, chuffed or not chuffed, Claire? Uh, I wish you the best, but I'm I'm not chuffed. (laughs) Just (laughs) semi-chuffed. Not chuffed about that. Oh, my God, guys, I felt like me and Jesse could have spoken for hours. I'm honestly cut that we can't even unpack more. Probably going to be like another part to this. When are you coming to Sydney next? I'm booked for a wedding there. I okay. just can't remember exactly when. All right, well, then. Then this, that's, we'll have our follow-up <laughs> chat. Yeah, all we had time for today, sadly, guys. But um, let us know what you think. Obviously, if you don't follow Jesse already, um, you can follow him on. You're not really on TikTok, are you? You're on Insta, but you don't really TikTok. No, much. I, I attempted to start the TikTok, and it's just I don't know, man. I'm just not not about not a TikTok it. guy. Yeah, anyways, no, I don't I don't like the filming and then the editing <laughs> yeah, and then the dragging intense. and then the yeah. music on top. I'm like, oh, too yeah, much it's a full for me. Thing, yeah. Um, but yeah thank you for listening guys I would love to hear your thoughts and yeah we'll see you next time bye thanks everyone farewell bye.